0: Anybody that feels like we're not in warfare, tell them to come see me. I think I can shed some light on that subject. Amen. God is good. And I think we've all been in warfare to an extent. But anyway, God is so, so good. And God is blessing. God is blessing. God is faithful. He's faithful to his people. You know, I think often about what David said. He said, oh, God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is, to see the power and the glory as I've seen in the sanctuary. That is my heart's cry today is to move into the rim that we've talked about over the years, where we'll see the glory of God, where we'll see and experience the power of God. He said, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, and the mountains would flow down at your presence. And when the melting fire burneth, the fire causes the waters to boil, to make thy name known to the adversaries. And the nations may tremble at your presence. And when you did terrible things, which we look not for, thou cometh down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. That's my heart's desire today, is to see the presence of god and to see a manifestation folks we serve a living god this morning we serve a god that's still on the throne we serve a god that says i am the same yesterday today and forever Uh, he said i change not amen i want to talk to you just for a few minutes and with fire Amen. I like what Jesus said over in Matthew 3 and 1. You know John the Baptist? He said, there comes one mightier than I. One, I'm not even worthy to unloose the shoe strings, the ties on his shoes. He said, I'll baptize you with water. He said, but there comes one mightier than me, and he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And with fire. Amen. Uh, do you believe that there is a need for revival today in the church? Amen. I see a great need for revival. And I know that we've seen revival spring up in different places. Uh, we've seen the glory of God in manifestation. Uh, we've seen groups of people, churches, uh, and and uh, colleges and we've seen them come together and worship god and you know when we worship god with all of our heart uh, that's when the fire of the holy ghost is going to come down you know i was i was looking a while ago over in over in in second chronicles you know it's over in chapter seven it said when solomon made an end of praying the fire came down from heaven The fire came down and consumed uh, the burnt offering and the sacrifices and glory of the Lord filled the house. uh, And listen, uh, it says, and the priest uh, could not minister. uh, Amen. They couldn't even enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the house. (laughs) And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and they worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. That's what happens whenever we come together in Worship. Uh, I know it's a sacrifice. Sometimes Uh, we come in, and we might not feel like worship, and maybe we don't even feel like being here. Uh, We feel like being home, and maybe in our easy chair or in bed. But you know what? When we put forth an effort and we come together uh, and worship and praise God, the fire of the Holy Ghost will come down. It'll come down. Uh, Consume our worship, Amen. And that's whenever we. See the glory of God. Amen. Uh, I was reading a story, and I know I've shared this with you before. It's not just a story. It's actual facts about the um, Hebrides Islands just off the northwest coast of Scotland, how it can be so cold. And I was reading how it was spiritually cold in 1949. It was really, really cold. (coughs) And not one single young person, attended the services the churchgoers uh, were christian in name only kind of like the church of sardis and their lives were spiritually barren and the islands were quickly becoming spiritual wastelands but in 1949 on lewis island the free church presbytery were trouble was troubled over to get condition and the deadness of the church they had very few conversions nothing was going on there and they called upon the faithful members to pray, and there were two sisters. There were two elderly sisters, one, Peggy, and the other, Christine Smith. They became burdened by the Holy Spirit, and they began to cry out for souls. Now, these two ladies, they cried out intensely, and, and it reminds me of some the travail that we used to do, that we used to participate in, travailing for uh, souls to be born into the kingdom of God but these two people couldn't even go to church Peggy was blind and Christine was all bent over with arthritis and neither one were able to make public worship but they used their humble college cottage and their little home as a temple for the Lord and it became their sanctuary. And they cried out unto the Lord, and they persuaded ministers in that area to have prayer meetings, and which after months, God began to pour out his spirit. These two little women didn't feel like they were capable of doing anything. They couldn't even go to church. They couldn't get there. One was blind, and the other was all crippled over. But they knew what it took to cause revival. They knew what it would take in order to see God move, to see a harvest of souls come in. Folks, we know what it takes. Uh, we have no excuse uh, in comparison to these little women. Uh, we know what it takes, amen. Uh, and I think every one of us that are here today, uh, we are capable uh, of coming before the throne of God, uh, getting down between the porch and the altar uh, and crying out, have mercy, O oh God crying out for the lost that are dying and going to hell uh, that's another thing we don't hear a lot about anymore is hell but I want you to know just as it was real in the days of Jesus uh, it's still real today uh, oh hell openeth her mouth without measure amen uh, Her, she is continually becoming enlarged uh, we need to do our thing amen and we need to Stop all these entrances into that dark, lonely, forever, eternal place where the worm doth not and the fire is not quenched. Amen. Uh, oh, but it's time that we get a vision. It's time that we get a burden. Amen. Uh, we think about our neighbors. Uh, you know, if we see somebody uh, that's about to get burned in a fire uh, or about to get tortured or about to to lose their life or get injured, we're going to do everything we can to to stop them, and we're going to come to their rescue. But you know what? There's a hell waiting for the lost, people that don't know the Lord. We need to be that temple, be that person, be that mouthpiece, and speak the words of the Lord. But anyway, these you know, we want, we want instantaneous, costless, painless revival. We want all the positive results and benefits of revival at little or no cost. We want gain without pain. We want the joy of new life without going through the travail of labor pains. We want healing, but no surgery. We want joy without mourning. We want to enter into the power of the resurrection without first suffering the agony of the cross. We want our schedules and our programs and our institutions to stay intact. We want a minimum of disruption with our plans and our traditions. We make the commandments of God of none effect by our tradition. I like what Paul said. And I think about this so much. He said, oh, that I might know him. That I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That he might know him. He yearned to know him more. More. And he had a walk with the Lord, amen. But I think about that. In order for us to see a move of the Spirit in our midst, in our church, to see growth, to see a harvest of souls come in, folks, there's something that we have to do. It reminds me of David with the threshing floor. They were going to give it to him. He said, no. I can't do this without cost. Let me tell you, it's going to cost us, folks. It's going to cost us. Now, this is not like me. I usually have words of encouragement telling you, yes, we're going to make it, and we're going to go on. Yes, we are. Amen. There's a lot of promises that come along with what we're talking about here today. But you know what? There's something that we have to do. There's a part that we have to play. Praise God. In order to see. The Lord move as he wishes to do. Supernatural power was let loose in this little island where these two elderly women prayed and God moved mightily. The meetings grew and uh, they kept weeping before God and praying and the spirit invaded the nearby towns and you know they had a revival on the other islands nearby the bars were closed Uh, the youth started coming in by the droves the churches began to be packed revival continued until 1952 this revival lasted 30 years 30 years amen we look at the condition of America. Look, there's so much that could be said here. But as I said, I'm going to be brief. <laughs> I'll use Wayne's words quickly. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. But anyway, um, we look at the condition of America today. And we know that something's absolutely desperately wrong. But I want to tell you, right in the midst of all of this that I'm talking about, we will see change. There will be change. I'm not going to say that there won't be persecution. There'll be no tribulation. There'll be no trials. But I'm here to say there will come change. We will see change. We're down praying Wednesday evening, and I felt the Spirit of the Lord speak to me. And, you know, it might not sound like anything... That's very important to you. But, you know, we, we've become accustomed, accustomed to going, doing the same thing over and over and over and not expecting any more. We're going to do this, and we're going, to, we're going to go home. But the Lord spoke the word surprise to me. Surprise. Surprise. To us, I feel like God's going to surprise some people with a mighty act of God, with some things that we've been praying for, we've been praying for, and we just kind of got into a habit of it, but God's about to do some things. And we need to expect God to move. We need to expect God to answer. You know, we see Brother Richie sitting here today. I tell you what, he had an attack on his body. He had a physical attack. But you can look at him sitting there right now, and God answered prayer. He's well. He's in church with us. He couldn't go about doing what he wanted to do yesterday, what his plans were. But God came on the scene. And we need to expect God to move in answer to our prayer. Amen. And we wonder how in the world did our country end up like it did. But I want you to know. The conditions has a lot to do with the condition of the church. I'm not going to go through all of it, folks. Anyway, Henry Blackaby said, If society as a whole seems to be getting darker and darker, it's not the problem of the darkness. The darkness is just acting like it's nature. But it's the light that no longer dispels the darkness. And the salt no longer preserves. It's time for the light to say if things are darker darker, the problem is with us. He said, I give you power. He said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And after you've received the Holy Spirit, he said, power. He said, I give you power. Amen. Praise God. So the revival doesn't come soon. I wonder what's going to happen. But I'm believing it's coming. In fact, I know it's coming because people are hungry for God. Amen. You know, um, I thought about the frog, you know, you put the frog in a kettle of hot water, it's going to jump out, but you put a frog in a kettle of lukewarm water, it's going to get comfortable there, and you keep turning that heat up, after a while, that frog's going to be dead, amen, and that's kind of what happens to the church, The heat's just been gradually turned up, and people have gone comfortable in the condition that, that we were in, amen. One pastor put it this way, it's latent and hidden. Painful process advanced in soul, so secretly, silently, and observantly, that person may have lost ground, parted with graces and vigor, being beguiled into an alarming state of spiritual barrenness and decay, and even before suspicious of the real condition, awaken in heart. Amen. So we have to be aware of the enemy's devices, but what I want to encourage you today is to seek the face of God. I want to be honest with you. In our own self, we do not have what it takes to make it. We do not have what it takes to stand up against the enemy. We must be endued with the power of the Holy Ghost. (coughs) I've had this on my heart for some time. We need to pray and seek God until we're endued with power from on high. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm just going to go. There's just a couple things here I want to share and then I'll. (coughs) I'm sorry. I knew that we would need. The power of the Holy Ghost in order to make it. Um i know over the last several years without the without the anointing of the holy spirit without the power of the holy ghost in my life i i could not have made it cuz my physical body was not strong enough but because of the indu- the power amen of the holy ghost because the gracious good uh blessings of the lord were upon me amen I made it. My family made it. But I can go back, and I can go back. And you know, one day I will finish that book. (laughs) And I can go back from day one, from the time that I can remember, and you will be amazed, and you will be surprised. I tell you sometimes, you don't really know me. You don't really know me. Amen. Once I get that book written, you'll know a little bit more. I just want to say God is good and his mercy endureth forever. And I'm saying today that God is faithful. He's a faithful creator. I'm saying today that he meant what he said when he said, I won't leave you and I won't ever forsake you. I know I'm kind of mixed up here a little bit with my my scriptures, but, you know, when I, I, uh, David, you know, so many things that, and then Paul, Paul, when he said, you know, I reckon that the sufferings of this present world aren't worthy to be compared with the glory that's to be revealed in us or in me. What a statement. What a statement amen but seek God seek God for the power of the Holy Ghost it's for whosoever wills to you and to your children and to all those that are far off even as many as the Lord your God shall call amen and if you haven't received the gift of the Holy Spirit seek God I want to admonish you to seek God because you need it and you might think well everything's going along pretty good but you know what we're not quite at the end yet we're at the beginning of the end and we do need the power we do need to be endued with powerful on high amen, hallelujah, and the gifts and the power do not automatically remain strong; they have to be fueled by prayer, by fasting, by faith, by obedience, and diligence. Amen, so we have to maintain praise God, all right, I'm going to quit there, and that was just supposed to me be my introduction, but seek God like never, ever before and and I want to I want to close out with this. I'm going to leave it there. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Just you can trust God. You can trust him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. But today from my heart and I pray to your heart and to your spirit from my spirit. I admonish you to seek God, to pray for the endowment of power, pray for the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, when Jesus went away, he said it was expedient that he go away because if he didn't go away, then the Holy Spirit wouldn't come. But he said, i go away. He said, then I'll send the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. We need that comforter today. Amen. We need it like never, ever before.